Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 today on ring of truth with pastor dan sexton the great commission is a matter of obedience it's a matter of obedience he, he doesn't make exceptions for like the christians that are introverted he, he doesn't say well if, if this is your gifting you should do this No, he says to every Christian, I have all authority over you. And I want you to go and make disciples. Would you consider yourself outgoing or extroverted? If your answer was yes, then you should use that gift to your advantage to bring people to the kingdom. If you're on the other end of the spectrum and consider yourself an introvert, well, you are still required to talk to people and share the gospel. Whether you are a people person or not, God calls all believers to go and make disciples. In today's message, Pastor Dan is going to remind you that following Jesus involves being obedient to what he commands. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 28 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I appreciate that Matthew tells us that some of the disciples, they doubt it. Because that shows us, Matthew's just telling us the facts here. The fact is, some, some doubt it. The fact is, some of them had a hard time believing Jesus was really there, standing in front of them. Matthew is not editing the story to make it sound better or more believable. He's just reporting the facts to us. Now look at verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, look what he says now, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority has been given to Jesus. All authority has been given to Jesus. All authority in heaven and on earth. Now, Jesus seems to be referring to a passage back in Daniel chapter 7. You don't have to turn there necessarily. But in Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, if you're taking notes, here in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel has a vision of four beasts, and the four beasts represent uh, kingdoms that will rule over the whole world. And the fourth kingdom, now he sees... The fourth beast is the Antichrist, who is to come, who will be the final human ruler over all the world. And then that fourth beast then is conquered by Jesus Christ. And it says in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, I'll read it to you. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, 
one like the Son of Man. That's a messianic title. It's speaking of Jesus. One like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. So there in Daniel, he has this vision of all the kingdoms of the earth being given to the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, and all the peoples, nations, languages serve him. His is an everlasting kingdom. And that seems to be what Jesus is referring to. All authority has been given to me and heaven and on the earth. In John's gospel, John chapter 3, verse 35, there Jesus said, the father loves the son and has given all things into his hands. So everything has been given into the hands of the Son, Jesus Christ. He has all authority over everything in heaven, on the earth, including us, including you, and your life, and me, and my life. When Jesus died on the cross, he purchased us with his own shed blood. So now you, if you're a Christian here today, we as Christians, we belong to him. He purchased us. He bought us. And we belong to him. Our life belongs to him. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. We belong to Jesus Christ. He has all authority over us. And please note, Jesus said, All authority belongs to him. All authority. Without exception, he is sovereign over all. All authority has been given to him. Not 90%, not 98%. It's 100% of the authority belongs to him. And he makes this statement here, and please note this. He makes this statement to establish he's in charge. He's in charge over us. He's Lord, he's king, he's master, he's sovereign, and he has all the authority over us and our life, and he is not sharing his authority with us. He's not splitting his authority over us. We are not in a partnership with Jesus Christ. We don't have joint custody with Jesus Christ over our lives, where, you know, he he gets custody on Sunday mornings, unless it's March Madness, and then, you know, whatever. No. No, he's not splitting us between us and him, if that makes sense. He has all authority over us because he died for us, and he redeemed us from sin and from death. If he didn't do that, we'd still be dead in our trespasses and sins. He purchased us. And so he has the authority, listen, he has the authority to tell us what to do. He has the authority to tell us how we should live because he purchased us. Now, 
This reminds me of our Exodus study. If you remember in our Exodus study, God brought the children of Israel to Mount Sinai, and there at Mount Sinai, God gave them his commandments. If you remember also from our Exodus study, back in Exodus chapter 3, God told Moses, I will bring you back to this mountain, and you will worship me here. So God told Moses in advance what mountain they would meet at, just as he does here with the disciples. He told them in advance what mountain they would meet at. And before God gave the children of Israel his commandments, God said to them in Exodus chapter 20, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And God made that that statement to establish his authority over them to command them. He is the one who redeemed them out of the house of bondage. And here, Jesus does a similar thing. He brings his disciples to the mountain after redeeming them, and he states to them that he has all authority over them because he has redeemed them from sin and death, and then he commands them. Then he gives his commandments to his disciples. Look at verse 19. Here's the commandments. Go, therefore... And make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what is known as the Great Commission. And please listen, please hear me. The Great Commission is a command. It's a command. Jesus has all authority. Over us, and he commands us to go therefore and make disciples. It is a command. It's called the Great Commission. It's not called the Great Suggestion. Oh, that's a great suggestion. Maybe I'll try that sometime. No, it's a commandment. It's a commission. It's not a suggestion. And please listen, please hear this. The Great Commission is given to all disciples of Jesus Christ. To all disciples, not not just pastors or professional clergy or uh, church staff members or Christian ministries that, that do discipleship. If you are a Christian here today, Jesus has commanded you to go, therefore, and make disciples. We are all commanded to go. We're all commanded to go. No one is commanded to stay. No one is commanded to don't go. We're all commanded to go. Well, I'm I'm I just I'm just not really called to that. That's just not my thing. That's just not I'm just it's my personality. That's just not, you know, that's just it's just not my jam. Well, if you're a Christian, you're called to go. You're called to go. The the great listen, the Great Commission, it's interesting how how Christians get so hung up on, on this. The Great Commission is a matter of obedience. It's a matter of obedience. He he doesn't make exceptions for like the Christians that are introverted. He he doesn't say, well, if, if this is your gifting, you should do this. No, he says to every Christian, I have all authority over you. And I want you to go and make disciples. It's not really optional for any Christian. It's a command. 
If I, if I command one of my sons, go take out the trash, they better not say to me, I don't think I'm really called to take out the trash. <laughs> yeah, you are. I, I don't feel like that's my gifting. Mm, well, I think you can still do it, right? Now, going for you may mean going to the students at your school or going to your coworkers or, or going to the, the cashier at the grocery store. Or, or it may mean going up to someone in a parking lot and just talking to them and striking up a, a conversation with them. For, for some, it's going to another part of the country or going to another part of the world. But for most of us here, for most of us here, it's just, it's, it's just going out the door. Once you walk out that door, you're in the mission field. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. You're called to go. Don't go right now, but go. And make disciples right here in our community. And the Great Commission is the mission of every believer. This is why you're here. This is why I'm here. This is why we're still here. I don't know if you've ever wondered that. Why, you know, like, why, like, why doesn't God just take us to heaven? We're saved. Why are we still here? Why does he keep us here on the earth? We're saved, so let's just go to heaven. He keeps us here to go, therefore, and make disciples. That's why he has us here. So what are the elements of the Great Commission? It's important for us. If this is our mission, we need to know what our mission is. We need to know what we're supposed to be doing here. And so what are the, what are the elements? What are the, what's involved in the Great Commission? What are we commanded to do to fulfill the Great Commission? Well, we have some of the Great Commission here in Matthew's Gospel, but a couple other verses you should jot down. In addition to what's written here in Matthew 28... You should also jot down Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Mark 16, 15, and Luke 24, verse 47, Luke 24, verse 47. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus said, listen, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So preaching the gospel is also part of the Great Commission. In Luke chapter 24, verse 47, Jesus said, Repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. Repentance and the remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all nations. So preaching the gospel... And the need for repentance is also part of the Great Commission. And we're all commanded to go. We're all commanded to go 
preach the gospel to people and then invite them to repent of their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation. All of us. And the word preach, it means to proclaim, it means to publish publicly or to herald. We are all commanded to just publicly proclaim the gospel message to people and to call them to repentance. We're just declaring it to people. Preaching the gospel and calling people to repentance, it it was an essential piece of the ministry of Jesus Christ. I'll just read a couple verses for you. In Luke chapter 4, at the very beginning of his ministry, remember Jesus stood up in the synagogue in Nazareth and he read from the scroll of Isaiah. This was announcing his mission. And he read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to proclaim at the acceptable year of the Lord. So his mission was to preach the gospel to the poor. We've seen in Matthew's gospel, back in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, the very first message that Jesus ever preached, Matthew four seventeen. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the first message that Jesus preached was a message of repentance. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, listen to this. Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. We are commanded to share the gospel with people, to share the good news. And really, we are commanded to continue Jesus's ministry of preaching the gospel and calling people to repentance. Right? So before he goes to heaven, he says, I've got all authority. I have authority over your life. And I want you to go, therefore, and I want you to preach the gospel. I've been preaching the gospel for the last three and a half years. I'm going to ascend to heaven. And now I'm passing the baton to you, Christian. Now you're going to go into all the world, far beyond where I've gone, far beyond the land of Israel. You're going to go to every nation, and you're going to preach the gospel to them. And you're going to call them to repentance. And you're going to carry the baton of my ministry from this point. Okay? Now, what is the gospel? Well, turn with me over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And here in 1 Corinthians 15, we have a very clear description of the gospel. Verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you. Right? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Paul did that. Which also you received. That's the correct response to the gospel. You receive the gospel. In which you stand, our standing is in the gospel, by which also you are saved. We are saved by the gospel. If you hold fast that word which I preach to you, if you don't move away from the gospel, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, here's the gospel message, 
that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This is these three pieces, these three components make up the gospel message. The death for our sins, the burial and the resurrection. Those three things must be present in the message for it to be the gospel. The gospel message is is that your sins, your sins that separate you from God, your sins that condemn you before a holy God were paid for on the cross by Jesus Christ. He took our punishment for us, dying for our sins. He has provided forgiveness for our sins and a way for us to be reconciled to God And then repentance comes in. If you repent of your sins and turn to Jesus Christ by faith, your sins will be forgiven. And we are we are commanded to go and proclaim this message to people and and just to declare it, to proclaim it, to herald it. It's not our responsibility to convince them to believe or to obey the gospel. Our responsibility is to just tell them, just declare it. And the Holy Spirit is responsible for the results. Now, Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 10, verse 7. Listen to this. Jesus told the disciples, Mark chapter 10, verse 7. As you go, preach the gospel. As you go. And I like that. So we've got this great commission, all of us here. We've been commissioned now to go out and preach the gospel. How do we do that? It's just as you go. Just as you go about your life, as you go to school, as you go to work tomorrow, as you go to basketball practice or play practice, or you go to the store or a restaurant, you proclaim the gospel as you go. Just as you encounter people, engage them in conversation and bring it around to the gospel and talk to them about Jesus Christ. And as you read through the book of Acts, you'll see that the disciples preached the gospel everywhere they went. And they called people to repentance. They told everyone about Jesus. In Romans chapter 10, you don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. This is to make you feel guilty. How then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. There it says, how shall they call on him for forgiveness and salvation and mercy of whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him if they've never heard of him? How will they know that their sins can be forgiven? How will they know that they can be reconciled to God? How will they know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and wants a relationship with them and wants to give them eternal life if they've never heard the gospel? And how shall they hear the gospel without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? We're sent. We've been sent into this community to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, God didn't send someone else to proclaim the gospel to people in our community. There's not someone else doing it. 
There's not someone else taking care of that. He's called us to do that. He sent us. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes Reach true.